This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. Oh, we got a funky beat going there. Welcome to Townie and the Commander. This is going to be a new podcast that we do. It's not going to be A's Cast Live. It's going to be a much shorter version because the bottom line is we've got some vacation coming up. Cody's going to Mexico. I'm going to be going to Washington, D.C. with the kids, Philadelphia, New York. Because the reality is, you know, we've worked throughout this offseason. Of course, my responsibility with the Raiders doesn't really allow me to travel. So we basically have January and February are the times that we can uh, step back a little bit, have some family time, travel with the family, and then get ready for spring training. And then once baseball starts, we have no life. Baseball is our life. So on weeks where we can't, Basically, do A's cast live at certain points. We're going to be doing Townie and the Commander. Of course, I'm Chris Townsend. Cody Elias, uh, how are you? I'm great, Townie. I'm actually excited to do this because uh, it's a little different from doing A's cast live where we, a lot of, we have a lot of guests on and we talk with a lot of different people throughout baseball. Now it's just the random mustings of you and I talking about baseball. Well, and the reason we have to do this is this offseason – has been one of the craziest off-seasons that we have ever seen compared to the last two where everybody talked about there really was no hot stove, it was boring, there were no signings. Uh, everybody, the question, what's up with Machado, with Machado, what's up with Harper, when are they going to sign? They didn't sign till, till spring training. This off-season has been historic. It's been historic because of all the money given out, the largest contract ever given to a pitcher, Baseball was spending a lot of money this year, and now truly one of the biggest scandals to ever hit the sport with this electric spying and stealing signs has now cost four people their jobs, potentially their careers. So here we are today. It is January 16th. A.J. Hinch, Jeffrey Lunau from the Houston Astros, fired. Boston Red Sox. Alex Cora, fired. And then the bombshell that comes down today, and not happy about it, but the reality is we predicted all of these uh, on Ace Cast Live. Carlos Beltran has now been let go. You know, folks, you can say we're parting ways. The bottom line is these guys have been fired. And you're talking about huge names. 
You're talking about the managers that won the World Series in 2017, 2018. You're talking about a general manager that a lot of people feel is one of the best in the game in Jeffrey Lunau. They weren't that far away from being called a dynasty, the Houston Astros. Carlos Beltran, this guy is a potential Hall of Famer. Going back to a team where he starred. I mean, Carlos Beltran is fired before he ever manages one game. This is historic stuff. I was trying to look up to see who the shortest tenured manager in baseball history was. Now, Phil Garner was fired six games into the 2002 season with the Tigers, and it's crazy because Beltran never managed the game. So it's weird to see that he's gone. He's a big part of the Astros scandal. I told you before, he's a huge chapter in the book Astro Ball by Ben Ryder of SI when they wrote it after the Astros won the World Series in 2017. Now, Beltran is not the only guy that's probably involved in this. We'll never really find out who involved, uh, who was involved with Beltran and Alex Cora and the quote-unquote lower-level employees, as Jeffrey Luna mentioned in his, um, I guess, press release after he was let go by Jim Crane. You, you really enjoy that. What, the lower level? It's, it's just so funny that he throws – not funny, but it's just – you know I guess it's funny from him coming from a guy that you, a lot of people in baseball – respected but now they find out how the uh, Astros um, environment was in their front office and you kind of see it's kind of comical for him to say that in my opinion that he calls them lower level employees because he he thinks he feels like he's so much above everyone else I guess that's the kind of attitude that he has but to see that and then to see Beltran let go today which we knew was going to happen and the, the the Mets said that Beltran felt that it was best that he stepped down you don't say you don't think that you should just step down you, it's better than saying that the uh, Wilpons and uh, Brody Van Wagen have, you know, fired you. But we all know that he's going to be out. And we got three teams looking for a manager right now. Three teams, what, we're like less than a, or three weeks till spring training. We have three teams and three bigger markets looking for a manager. It's unprecedented. And, you know, one thing that I noticed today, and I think you'll notice throughout the, the next coming weeks, is that the baseball media, if it's not actual writers or talk show host? So when we start talking about these TV guys, TV analysts, uh, ex-players who are analysts, they don't know how to handle the situation. They just don't. They're so used to basically, um, I don't want to say cheerleading, but they're positive about the game, which is great. They don't know how to handle chaos. They don't know how to handle dysfunction. They just don't. Like today, MLB Network. I love Ron Darling. Ron Darling works for the Mets. Ron Darling is praising Carlos Beltran over his statement that he put out, which I think is so laughable. Ron, the guy lied over and over again. Denied all of this. And just because he gets caught and he gets fired and he puts out a statement that I would bet you, I would bet a large amount of money, Carlos Beltran did not write that statement, that that statement was written for him. The only reason he's putting out a statement is because he got caught. So I, I, I don't see what is this this great thing. Oh, he, he he's so sincere. No, he's not. He's only sincere now because he got fired, and he's trying to do the right thing because he's going to want to work in baseball. Before, he denied all of this. And one of the things that really bugs me 
And I had this conversation yesterday, Cody, while we were in the offices with someone who works for the A's. I said to him, I said, you know, this is just, we're going to fire a couple big names, and then everybody else is getting away with it. It's kind of like the steroid era. You know, some big names, Bonds and Clemens and McGuire and Sosa, they fell on the sword while everybody else got away with it. Everybody else. Because baseball, baseball wanted to show, okay, we got a problem. We're going to use certain guys as the fall guys. And then everybody else, is they're good. So everybody else, as, as I chronicled yesterday, and I talked with this person who works for the A's, so many people had to know this was going on. Some, I mean, it's pretty simple, folks. Somebody had to purchase the cameras. Somebody had to purchase the monitors. Somebody had to hook up all those monitors. Somebody had to, someone's got to watch this video. Someone's banging on the trash can. You know, now the, the, the sensors that are supposedly on the players' bodies, you know, someone had to buy those. Someone's got to give them to the play. I mean, there's a lot of people inside these organizations that were part of the cheating, but yet it's only Hinch, it's only Lunau. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Red Sox. But right now, the only fall guy is Cora. You know, Carlos Beltran is the only player mentioned. And Beltran's taking the fall. But everybody else, I mean, rumors are flying all over Twitter that, you know, Altuve, Bregman, Bregman wearing sensors on their body. There's the video of the walk-off home run by Altuve in the playoffs this past year where he doesn't want them to rip off the jersey when normally everybody's getting their jerseys ripped off. Well, because he doesn't want to get it ripped off because he maybe has a sensor on his chest or somewhere that you would see. So, I mean, the speculation is all over the place. Well, I had that audio of, that, of the Ken Rosenthal exchange with Jose Altuve after the game. Here it is. You asked the teammates not to tear your shirt. Why? What's that? You asked your teammates not to tear your shirt. Why was that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm too shy. Last time they did that, I got in trouble with my wife. <laughs> so they, uh, Joel Sherman has a tweet out that he asked Jose, he asked Scott Boris about Otuve not wanting to have his shirt ripped off as he came to home plate to end the ALCS, and Boris said, that is the shyness of Jose Otuve, said his client did not want his shirt ripped off. Now, we all love Otuve. I mean, he's a great player. He was great before that MVP year in 2017. He was great after. But this stuff going on on Twitter right now where everyone's saying how there's there could be sensors they were wearing. That's why they have their shirts ripped off. Now, this is from an unverified source on Twitter, and my journalistic integrity always told me to triple-check sources, even though I never did print journalism. I was always in, I've always been in radio. But knowing when you're reading stuff from Twitter, you want it from a verified source, the blue check mark. and this person does not have a blue check mark. And she claims that she's Carlos Beltran's niece. Well, the Beltran family has the, 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 you know, they pretty much said, no, she's not, no, we're not related at all to the Beltran family. So people are running wild with this tweet from the girl, although she, this Twitter account did say that a few months ago Beltran was going to take the Mets job. He did take it. Beltran was going to step down yesterday. He stepped down today. And then this stuff is coming up with the Astros with Altuve and Bregman. Now, until I see it come from more of a, a more credible source, now Trevor Bauer tweeted over John Boy, who's a big Yankee fan, and he's he's really big on Twitter saying that he's heard it from multiple people, too, about claiming about the Altuve and Bregman and the pat, the patches or buzzers. But if this stuff is true, I mean, this is just going to – I mean, how much more is going to come out? It's going to keep evolving more and more every month through the season. And it's going to be 
it's bad for the sport because you don't want to see this ever happen, but it's taking over right now when we're supposed to be getting excited for spring training where three of the marquee teams in baseball or marquee markets with Houston, Boston, and New York are without a manager three weeks before spring training. And you got other things going on where who knows if Mookie Betts gets straight. Boston has high in bloom, like we talked about uh, a lot. Do you think he wants that drawback in Tampa? Because he has a lot to deal with. Brody Van Wagenen has to worry about the Wilpons and them eventually stepping down with um, Cohen coming in to take over. And then you have everything going on in Houston with Jim Crane. Apparently he interviewed Buck Showalter today for the manager position. And they're going to interview a few other guys, including Bruce Bochy apparently is on the list of guys they want to interview. So it's interesting to see what they do. But this is a um, this is a dark day in Major League Baseball this week. It's it's great to be in the, off- in the news during the NFL cycle, especially during the going into Championship Sunday. But not for something like this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I can't even imagine. I mean, you're you're going to spring training. I mean, I, I saw the email today from Steve Vucinich about all the about a bunch of the equipment and everything that people need is going to get loaded up and uh, and onto the trucks and send them down to Arizona. I mean, you, you, spring training. I mean, pitchers and catchers are reporting very fast and. You don't have a leader of your team. I mean, A.J. Hinch was supposed to have the big meeting with his staff this week. They have no manager. The manager sets the tone for the season. The manager is the leader, and you're talking about three teams that don't have one. It's total chaos. It's total dysfunction. And think about Jim Crane. Think about, you know, there's a lot of people who are not happy in baseball. And they don't think the punishment is severe enough. If you're the owner and all that's happened is you lose a front office person, you lose your manager, you're fined $5 million, you lose the draft picks in the first round and the second round in the next two years. Would you take that for a World Series title and the run that they've had and all the money the Houston Astros have made over the last, I don't know, four or five years. If you're an owner, would you take that? Sadly, I would say yes because the championship means everything. Legacies and the are, money. The money they've got, yes. Champion, legacies are built off championships, and the Astros got a championship. You have legacies made of Jose Altuve. He won an MVP, a batting title, and he's a World Series champion. Alex Bregman, a, uh, MVP runner-up in 2019 this past season, but he's a World Series champion. Justin Verlander. He's completely different, but he has every accolade you can think of, but he's also now a World Series champion. It helps players' legacies. An, an owner helps your legacy. A GM. Luna is now down a lot because of what happened, but AJ Hinch, World Series champion manager. Alex Cora, World Series champion manager. Back-to-back years, Alex Cora won a World Series. Selfishly, I, w- I would, but I know that I know that sounds bad, but I would because you get everything comes from it, the championships, the money, you know, the greatness of your players, the players you can bring in from free agency. We've seen – this is completely different. We see with the Warriors. The Warriors won a title, then they lost one. Then they bring in Kevin Durant. You bring in the best player in the sport to help you win two more titles. That's what happens. You are, you're able to bring in more talent and stuff like that when your franchise gets good. Now, it's different now because, well, we found out that they were cheating in 2017, and who knows if they were cheating you know, before or after, like people are claiming. But you're able to bring in different additional funds to help re-sign guys, keep guys, keep your manager, keep your general manager, update your stadium. You know, better giveaways. There's so much stuff that goes into winning a championship, but it helps in so many different ways. And I think Jim Crane benefited from that. And, you know, he said that pretty much saying that he feels bad about what happened, and he does, but 
he never once really said sorry in his statement either from all this stuff happening, but he's just trying to look forward. And, you know, he, he wanted the clean house, and he did. They got rid of Taubman after the situation, although they waited way too long. They got rid of A.J. Hinge and Jeffrey Luno. He took it one step further. He did, but he should have just fired him regardless, even before the investigation came out, because you knew that you were going to investigate. If you really wanted to take a stand and show you're ahead of everything, you should have fired him ahead, immediately. Just even, just even being indicted in this, knowing they're cheating, you should have just let them go. And I know that's hard to say because they won the World Series, but, I mean, that's, that's what you have to do if you want to stand out and show, like, hey, you know, we want to move forward as the Houston Astros organization. And they're going to try doing that, but now we got two other teams looking to – or we got at least one other team who we'll find out probably after the Hall of Fame um, nominees come out next week or probably maybe the first week of February, according to Joel Sherman of, um, from MLB Network. But I'm just curious to see – how this affect what goes into the Red Sox investigation? Because this is like you're talking about one of the premier baseball franchises in all of Major League Baseball. I mean, you think of the Yankees, you think of the Cubs, you think of the Red Sox. Like those are the teams you think of, like with a historical franchise. You know, you have the A's from Philadelphia through Kansas City to Oakland, and then you have teams like the Pirates and the Orioles and stuff and the Cardinals. But the three teams I think of when I think of the older teams, it's it's the Yankees, it's the Red Sox, and I would go. I mean, the Dodgers are pretty historic, but. It's just crazy to think that three of these franchises are looking for managers and everything going on three weeks before spring training. And how many other teams are doing it? You know, the rumor – and see, this is the problem with cheating, and this is the problem when you don't do a thorough investigation. There's belief out there the Yankees have done it, the Dodgers have done it. Who else has done it? And I got the feeling that baseball doesn't want to go down that road. Once again, like the steroid era, you let a couple guys fall on the sword, everybody else is, everybody else is let go. You, you, you're, you're, you know, whether you got mentioned in the Mitchell report or not, but then they started testing, right? So it's kind of kind of similar that you have guys take the fall. And then now you're going to have new rules, and everybody has to abide by the rules. This is very steroid-era playbook that Major League Baseball, instead of, why not investigate all 30 teams? Why not investigate everybody? Find out exactly who was doing what. Because what they're banking on is that all these other teams will look at what happened with especially the Astros, that every single manager in baseball and every single general manager, vice president, president of baseball, whatever your fancy title is, these guys all know their job is on the line. Their careers are on the line if they, if they, do, if they allow this to go on. So that's what they're hoping, that a couple guys take the fall and now everybody will get in line. When reality is, if you want to do a thorough investigation – because the Astros told Major League Baseball, they said other people are doing it. Well, are we going to investigate it? Are we going to look at it? Or are we just going to say, uh, these guys cheated in 2017. These guys got fired. Nothing else to see. I, I, I can't buy that. It's just crazy. And thinking about this, too, where we found out what happened with the Patriots and and. Spygate with the Rams. It's crazy to think that Belichick was just fine. The team was fine, but you know there was no suspensions. No one was fired. Anything. You're talking about the Patriots who went on to win 
five Super Bowls, or no, well, they have six total, but they wanted to win how many more Super Bowls after the Spygate happened. And no, no one, nothing was like, you know, Brady Brady got suspended from Deflategate where taking air out of football. I mean, come on. I don't think that was as big of a deal as we if we made it out to be. That's just my personal opinion. But uh, Joel Sherman put something else out. Uh, apparently, Scott Boris said for more on Scott Boris on Jose Altuve. When this came up today, Altuve immediately contacted him and said, I've never worn any electronic device in my in my performance as a major league player with the whole rumors of the uh, him and Bregman and other players wearing devices. Oh, I, I'm getting a text from a buddy right now saying, "Did you have you seen all this stuff on Twitter? See, that's the thing about Twitter. Twitter can be great, and Twitter, Twitter can be a bunch of trolls. So yeah. it, it's tough to know, but this is what happens when you cheat. There's going to be speculation on everything. Yeah, uh, Major League Baseball says they did not find any evidence around wearable devices during the Astros investigation. This is from uh, Bleacher Report MLB on Twitter. Verified, I checked. So this is a credible source saying this. So if this wasn't in the report, this is just more people speculating. And I, I can't until it comes out from a credible person that they were wearing stuff either then or this past season or 2018 or 2016 or even when they were bad in the, the early two, in early aughts, I, I won't believe it, but... It, but you you can't dismiss anything now, I guess, because of what happened. You know, they, they probably thought they were going to get caught cheating, and they did. C.J. Nikowski, our buddy who works for the Rangers, friend of the program, put out on Twitter, Mike Fires could have easily done this anonymously. Then it, then it only would have been a column and likely ended there because good reporters don't give up sources. But he put his name on it, and the game is better today because of it. He's not a target. He's to be commended. Because there's people coming out on Mike Fires, and I'll say this. If it was me, I think I don't think people really understand the relationship of Mike Fires and the Houston Astros. Mike Fires was kept off the playoff roster. He led them in innings pitched, and then they left him off the playoff roster. So he wasn't a part. I mean, he was getting paid. He was a part of the franchise, but he wasn't in the war with these guys. He wasn't in the battle. And I bet Mike Fires is not a really a big Houston Astros fan. Remember, part of the investigation on the Astros is how horrible everybody's treated. I mean, we'll have we'll, we'll try and get Mike to talk about this down at spring training. But if I played for an organization and I left there not happy about it, and I go to new franchises, and I'm watching my fellow teammates on the franchise I'm with now get their brains beat in, and I know that the Astros are cheating, and my new team is getting beat up, and I know that the Astros are cheating, hell yes, I'm telling people. Are you kidding me? And, oh, you're a snitch? No. I don't like those guys. I don't care if I got a ring. I didn't play in that World Series. They kept me off the playoff roster. These guys are cheating dogs. Hell yeah, I'm telling people. So I, this whole thing, I can't believe Mike Fires told anybody. You got It's not like Mike Fires was pitching Game 7 of the World Series for the Astros and won it for him, and he's a lifelong Astro. He's a, one of the great Astros of all time. It's not that situation. And then explain this to me. And I'd be saying this if Mike Fires played for, like, the Angels. I'd, I'd be saying this. I'm not saying this just because he's an A. But they go, and Mike Fires, I mean, for God's sakes, he benefited from this cheating. How did the pitchers benefit from the cheating? 
All we all we have heard from the findings is that it was hitters who benefit from the cheating. The pitchers didn't benefit from the cheating. Actually, the way they could benefit is getting that win, the W. The one thing that you and I always argue about, because if your team scores enough runs, you get the win. I, I guess that's where people are trying to – that's really your argument that he benefit, you know, pitchers benefit because the team won the game for him. I mean, there's, this is a much bigger story than just getting a win next next to your pitching line for a game. I think that him coming out and putting his name on it, I'm 100% agree, in agreement with you. I think that he, him doing this, how many times have we heard people come on and say, an unnamed source, put your name on it. Even A.J. Hinch was saying that during a press conference this year, I think when they were talking about the sign-selling scandal or the, the – um, uh, the whistling, he said, I'm tired, you're going to put your name on it. Well, Mike Fires put his name on it, and he and I commend him for doing that. You know, a lot of people aren't happy with it, but, I mean. Wait, hey, there's a lot of if – you're, if you're following Twitter, there's quite a few pitchers that have come out and basically they're, they're not happy about this. Like, these pitchers are not happy about it. Well, and Trevor Bauer's one of them. Uh who he feels right because he's CC Sabathia, Clevenger. There's Clevenger, some good tweets. Here's one right here. This is where throwing hard has its MF perks. I'm not going to say what MF is. I think people can just uh, figure it out. Uh, baseball. So either police it at MLB or I'll get back to my training. So uh, I think Clevenger's looking forward to facing the Astros this year, and a lot of other pitchers are. And you're right. Uh, a lot of guys are not happy. CC says he feels like they were cheated out of that World Series. Out of, well, they didn't even. They were. They feels like they were cheated. This, I think. In 2017, he feels like they were cheated, and that he wouldn't be mad if they took away the World Series title. That's a whole nother conversation that we need to, that you know people are trying to have is should you take away the 2017 World Series title? That changes history all over for everything. It changes history for baseball, the individuals, the teams, everything. And LA, I think I sent this to you yesterday. LA is like deciding if they want to have a vote on if they should go out to Major League Baseball about giving the championship trophies the last two years to the city of Los Angeles. Hey, I if I'm the Dodgers, I would pipe down, and I I and and I the Dodgers should tell anybody like the city council, hey, pipe down. I know there was a tweet that the Dodgers put out there, a passive aggressive tweet, but they're one of the teams rumored. You know, you need to check your house before you start talking about somebody else. And, but. This is just it, it really it really is fascinating to watch. It's just I wish Major League Baseball I wish they would do more investigating. And I came up with an idea. Are you ready to hear my idea of what I would do? If you were an offensive player on the Astros in 2017, I would suspend each guy 10 games. I don't care who you're playing for. Now, hear me out. I would suspend if you were on the roster. Because it's hard to it's hard to know who did what. I would suspend each guy for 10 games. Now, I'm going to allow you to take that 10-game suspension. And I'm going to allow you to do it at any time in 2020. So the Astros just don't, you know, have a bunch of guys gone. You know, Altuve can take it here. Bregman takes it here. Reddick takes it here. You know what I mean? So throughout the season, or if you are on another team, you you pick and choose when you want to take your 10-game suspension, but you're getting a 10-game suspension without pay. 
because you cheated. And you can all say, I didn't use it. You you knew it was going on. So you're getting a 10-game suspension. So Jose Altuve can deny all he wants, but I'm sure there's footage of banging trash cans with him at the plate. You're getting 10 games. And it's going to cost you about $1.8 million. Because his extension is kicked in. I checked it. I'm going I'm to sit him down 10 games without pay. It's going to cost. See, now, because what people are saying is, well, you're, you're just getting rid of, you're getting not, you're penalizing non-players. The players are the ones that implemented this whole deal. The players were the guys at the plate cheating. And you're letting them go scot-free? No. I would penalize, and then we'll, we'll, and then we'll act accordingly with the Boston Red Sox. But I'm going to give you 10 games without pay, and so these guys are making $30 million, uh, they're making $20 million. It's going to hit you pretty hard. That's when you'll see a lot of players. Because here's what's coming down the pike. Get ready for this. Players are going to start snitching on each other. I can pretty much guarantee it. You're going to start hearing as we get to spring training. You're going to hear anonymous source said this guy was doing it or these guys were doing it because they don't want – because the problem is if you weren't cheating, people think you're a cheater. And guys don't want to be called cheaters. I mean, this is the same kind of stuff that happened during, this. once again, the steroid era. People started snitching. People started because they wanted to get, you know, they may not put their name on it, but they want to they, they want to say, okay, these are the guys are doing it, and I don't want my name on it. I don't want people thinking I'm doing it. Those guys are doing it. That's going to start to happen. When we get to spring training, because right now these guys are sitting at home. Once they get to spring training, Houston, Boston, guys are going to separate themselves from this story, and they're going to start ratting their own teammates out. You watch. Makes me think of um, back when the steroid era happened. Uh, who was the one guy that put his name on everything? Uh, a guy that released a book. Jose Canseco. A's legend. Jose but, Canseco. But then, Juiced. And then, but then players started looking around, and they didn't want to be called cheaters, steroid users. So they started snitching on people. This whole thing about, oh, it's the clubhouse. Oh, it's sacred. Sacred my behind. These guys are all independent contractors, essentially. I mean, I hope people understand that. That's why it always bugs me when I hear players say, the sanctuary of our clubhouse. No, that's not your clubhouse. You're not a full-time employee. You're an independent contractor. That's what you are. Guys get traded. You didn't pay for the clubhouse. You didn't pay for the stadium. Stop it. You own nothing. The only thing that a Major League Baseball player owns inside that clubhouse is the clothes that he brings in. The items he brings in, puts in his locker, you own that. Other than that, you don't own anything, Jack. The team's bought everything. The taxpayers built these stadiums. Some stadiums, privately financed. And you as a player were not a part of that. So whenever I hear a player talk about Oh, this is our clubhouse. No, it's not. And you know what? How many guys have been there? How many guys, How many A's players, for example, 
So I'll just keep it to our team. How many ace players have been there as long as Susan Slusser? None. Zero. How many players have been around since I've been around? Well, it depends on what you're talking. Are you talking about just an ace capacity? No, or? I mean, by the years covering the A's. Zero. Zero, yeah. Zero. So, guys, you know, I, I would look at players and go, hey, man, you know, it's the same old Marty Brenneman line about King Griffey Jr. I was here before you, and I'll be here after you. But I'm telling you now, you're going to have players, once we get to spring training, they're going to start ratting each other out. And – I wonder, because Carlos Beltran is a potential Hall of Famer. Is that safe to say? Uh, yes. We went through his numbers. He has a good war, switch hitter, the home runs, the RBIs, stolen bases, everything. The guy's great. Now, when you, you brought this up, and I thought about this earlier, we're going to say that he still could be in the Hall of Fame, and everyone's going to go, well, I saw people on some people on Twitter say, well, you know, this doesn't really affect it because it happened at the end of his career, this and that. Pete Rose got in trouble for gambling on baseball when he was a manager, not a player. Not as a player manager at some point. True. But I was you thinking can't, more of the- You can't. Ro- Rose, the deal with Rose is really simple. You can't bet on baseball. No. Pete Rose was offered multiple deals, right? He was offered, I, I, I think, like one deal was you're suspended for 10 years. I think there was like a six-year, there was a 10-year. Pete Rose fought them on everything, lied on everything. He had, if Pete Rose would have took the deal, the original deal, he'd be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But what happened was Bart Giamatti died. Faye Vincent came in, hated Rose. Bud Selig kicked the can a little bit. But there was so many years of Rose lying and denial and denial and denial. You know, like Carlos Beltran has now come clean. Even though he lied, he's now come. Rose didn't. Rose wouldn't come clean. So by the time that he finally did, like even Manfred has looked at him and went, eh. Carlos Beltran, a two seventy nine hitter, 435 home runs. 1,587 RBIs, a career war of 69.6. Is there anybody that has that kind of war and they're not in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. I'd have to go back and look. I'd have to go check. Basically a 70 war. He was rookie of the year. He's got all kinds of gold gloves, uh, all-star, and also he's been one of the best postseason players of all time. He was a beast in the postseason. Wait, are you asking if there's a player with a 70 war not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Larry Walker. Who's up? He could be in this year. Okay. That's the first that's the only guy I can think of right now. If you're not talking about like Kurt Schilling and Bonds and those yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Larry Walker's one and he's potentially going to get maybe get in this year. He he might fall close on his fi- or fall short on his final year, but um he's like 72.9 or 72.7 war in his career. Are you ready for his postseason numbers? He hit 307 with a 1,021 OPS, 16 home runs, 42 RBIs, Carlos Beltran, seven years in the postseason, was an absolute star. He had literally the best postseason that we've ever seen back in 2004 where 
<laughs> where I mean, it was it was insane what he did. In the NLDS, he hit 455. In the NLCS, he hit 417. I mean, it was he. I mean, he hit he hit four home runs in one series, four home runs. He hit eight home runs in the postseason. I, it was truly amazing the year that he had. That's when they had the, the killer bees. It was him, uh, was Biggio, Bagwell, Berkman, Beltron were the big guys that year for. The, I think it might have been Bell. Maybe Derek Bell was still there. Yeah, I'm trying to think if he he might have been gone, but I definitely. Don't Burke, de- I don't think Bert Berkman. Oh, Berkman was there. Trust me, I was a big Lance. An 04? I was a big Puma fan. I love Berkman. Berkman was on that team. Berkman was, Berkman was a really good player that year. So was uh, their third baseman was really good. Um, he had, like, one really good year. I'll see if I can find his name. His name escapes me. Uh, Morgan Ensberg. He had, like, like, almost 40 home runs that year. That team was really good in 2004. Yeah, God, Berkman is that old. Berkman got into the big leagues in 99. I didn't think he was that old. So, I, you know... Is this going to hurt him for – he should be a Hall of Famer. He checks the box. Is this going to Is this going to affect his Hall of Fame candidacy? I think it – I to me, I think it will. I think any scandal uh, involving a player, especially, you know, he's been retired now for, what, two years? So he has three more years, so he's potentially on the ballot. So Hall of Famer, I think this will. Does I think it, you know, hurts him from getting in? Probably not. I think he gets in eventually. By the way, David Lennon, who cover – he's a baseball columnist for the Newsday in New York – put out a tweet saying Beltron, a 20-year veteran, felt he could handle the heat from the scandal and told the Mets as much. He wanted to stay, but the Mets were adamant on a breakup, wanted to rid themselves of distractions and potential hassles down the line. So he didn't step down then. It's what it sounds like. It sounds like he might have been fired as well. Instead of the – because yesterday during the Red Sox press conference, they kept talking, you know, every time they kept saying, you know, fired, and, and Sam Kennedy, the president and CEO, eventually cut and he stopped, and he goes, look, let me be clear here. It was a mutual parting of ways. You can, you can sugarcoat whatever you want. I still think that the word fired, you still want to use the word fired, but he was fired. Yeah, of course. Same with Baltron. Same with, well, we were, we were, yeah, we were watching guys, it live. These guys, these guys didn't want to lose their jobs. We were watching it live when Crane, when Crane fired Luno and, and Hinge. He, he announced it in front of everyone. Yeah, they, they, chaos doesn't work just doesn't total chaos and dysfunction and that's basically what you have with these guys there's no way you could suspend essentially and we'll see what's going to come down for core and beltron but let's let's use the example of aj hints and jeffrey jeffrey lunau you can't suspend these guys for a full year, and when we talk about suspension, this means, because you asked me, I think, off the air, you know, one if Boston wants to hire Hinch, or one if, you know, somebody wants to bring one of these guys in, or they want to bring uh, Lunau in as a consultant. We were driving home yesterday from Oakland. That's when I brought it up. They are not allowed to be around anything baseball. They can't go to a game. They can't contact people in baseball. They can't do anything. It was the same thing with Pete Rose. You cannot be a part of Major League Baseball. I'm not sure on the definition of what minor league stuff, but I think you can't be around the game. At You can't work for anybody. You can't call them. You can't negotiate. 
you can't. And if the commissioner finds out, you immediately will be put on uh, the purgatory list where you're suspended indefinitely. Yeah, the one that Brandon Tobbins on. Yeah, so that you can't talk to anybody in baseball. So AJ Hinch. So so to have those guys out for a year, and then when the World Series is over, say, "Hey, we're back." You these teams need to get away from these guys. They need to get away from the story. And they're going to hope, I mean, because they're going to hope like this kind of ends in spring training, which I don't think it is. But because there's still too many people, because if we find out what the cheating was in Boston, they're going to have to get stiffer penalties than the Astros. And you might say, well, wait, why? Well, because they were just caught, as we talked to Dan Shaughnessy from the Boston Globe yesterday, you know, they had the whole Apple Watch scandal. And then the Boston Red Sox promised Major League Baseball we will not do something again. Now, obviously, you're not going to get rid of Hein Bloom. He wasn't a part of that, like Luna was a part of this. But all these players, and, I mean, some, you know, something's going to go down with the Red Sox, and it's going to be really, really harsh. Well, I think about both the Red Sox and the Astros situation, when you're looking at the managers, now, Joe Espada, the, the the Astros bench coach, took came here in 2018. So he came in after this whole thing, you know, happened when Core was the bench coach. But you you can't hire him as your manager. You don't want anyone. You don't want anyone. Uh, you know that was someone that worked with AJ Hinch as your manager of your team. I know he was there after, but still, you don't want someone being a leftover guy that takes over the team. Same thing with Boston. I'm a big Ron Renicky fan. Renicky did a hell of a job when he took over in Milwaukee. He embraced analytics. Um, he helped the shift revolution in baseball that the, the, the got the Brewers win 96 games uh, earlier in the aughts. I think it was like 2011. Renicky did a really nice job, but he's another guy. You can't hire him in Boston to be uh, your next manager because he was Alex Cora's bench coach. You have to go without – I think personally you got to go outside the organization. I know a lot of people want Veritech to be the manager in Boston. you got to go outside. That's why I think both these teams need a veteran, veteran manager, someone like a Bruce Bochy, a Buck Showalter. Uh, even even John Gibbons, I know mean, he had a little he had a nice run in, t- in Toronto with the Blue Jays this you know this past decade. Guys like that that have been around the game. You can't bring in a young manager. I don't think for me you don't want to bring in a young manager to handle these situations, and you don't want to bring in someone that's been affiliated with Hinch or Cora because that just creates more problems and controversy. I asked Dan Shaughnessy yesterday from the Boston Globe, "Is this now the time where Boston can go through a little bit of a rebuild?" A little bit of a reboot, and he remember his answer was like, you know, that's fascinating, because Hein Bloom could say, listen, we don't have a manager, we're gonna be getting suspended, we're gonna have, we're going we're, we're losing draft picks, where th- this is potentially, potentially, we don't know yet. You know, they they know something's coming down. Why not trade Mookie Betts now? I mean, it's already a, it's already a dumpster fire anyway. Why not trade guys now? Get some prospects. Try and reload your system while you're going to go through this penalty. You know you're going to lose all these top draft picks. You're going to lose all this. Well, that's the problem. If you want to, if you want to quote not tank, but if you want to quote unquote rebuild, what's the point if you don't have draft picks? If you're going to lose your first two picks, well, how that's, you? Well, Mookie Betts is going to get you instant minor league talent. You, well, you better start slapping the qualifying offer on some guy so you can pick up draft picks. Because technically, if you if you take in your first and second round draft picks. It doesn't say anything about the uh, losing the comp picks, right? So, like, say, say, 
player X is a, is a, is a, has the qualifying offer put on him, and the Astros that next year, so 2021, going into the 2021 season, they lose, for example, say Jose Otive or George Springer leaves because he's going to the, he potentially, I think he's going to arbitration hearing. He gets a qualifying offer put on him, someone signs him, the Astros get that draft pick. Well, do they get to keep it or do they not get a draft pick because they lost their fe- first and second round draft picks? See what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. in- it's interesting because you're wh- going to get a first round pick just because you're a team, right? Yeah, all 30 teams get a first yeah. round pick. Yeah. Now you're getting an extra pick because he left for free agency and you put the qualifying offer on him. Do you lose? You know, because it said they lose their first round pick and their second round pick. So I would bet they probably get to keep this pick that they lose for the free agent. So it's interesting because if you're rebuilding. I, I, if you're rebuilding, you don't want to, and you're if you're if you're one of those two teams, you want to rebuild. It's hard because if you lose and you quote unquote tank, you're not going to be picks. But if you lose guys qualifying offers, you're still going to have a decent comp pick in the what is that like the 40s? You can be like the mid after the first round or after the second round, you're going to get a comp pick. But I don't, I don't, I just don't see. I, I could see the Boston fans revolting. Um, everything happening if, they, if the Red Sox trade and they and they stink this year and they finish behind the Yankees again because they finished what. They won 84 games last year after winning 108. That's what a 25 game difference from year to year. Oh, and they and, and here's the other thing. They might they might look at it and say, you know what? The way we are constructed right now, are we better than the Yankees? You're not better than you're not better than the Yankees or the Rays. That's what I was going to ask. Are you better than the Rays? No. All right. So, and who, we- who would think that you would ever hear someone say the Boston Red Sox are not cannot compete with the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, you know who had a couple great lines yesterday was Lou Merloni, who does a talk show for WEEI and is a former player. He said yesterday, who would have thought Heim Bloom would have less payroll flexibility in Boston than he would in Tampa? Think about that. That, that blew my mind. You think you're going to the Red Sox, the highest payroll, they got all this money. You have less payroll flexibility in Boston than you do in Tampa. The, now, remember, the biggest can, – can you can you just think off the top of your head, who is the biggest free agent that Heimblum, uh, Heimblum and the Rays ever signed? Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton. They gave him $15 million a year for two years. So he's entering his second year. So – that's a fifteen. That's the most money he ever spent on a player. Is fifteen million. He was not the GM. Friedman was the, was. They've had a lot of guys. Was Friedman the GM when they signed Longoria to the big deal? Yes, because I was in the early to like the early this earlier the past decade, like the 2011, 2012. Friedman left after the twenty fourteen season, I believe, to go to LA. But was he running the ship at the time? Friedman was. He was the president. Okay. So and Bloom was there. Bloom, yeah, Bloom was there. So was Neander, their GM. Now I think all three of those guys. So that there. was a, that was a decent sized deal. Yeah, I mean it was the biggest. That was the biggest contract they ever gave to a player they ever signed, and now Longoria is that, that. That by the way, if you go back and look at that deal, that is one of the most team friendly deals you'll ever see for a player. I think like I'll look it up, but he got um, the money he got from that deal uh, was very team. The Ash, the Ashes, the Rays really lucked out on that deal. And you know who really hasn't spent money this offseason? and we're never going to find out. But the Astros really haven't spent at all. Did they do that because they knew this was coming down? Because here's the thing. The commissioner works for the owners. He, The owners are his boss, right? You're dealing with billionaires. 
You don't think Jim Crane knew what was coming down? I mean, look how fast Jim Crane, his guys got suspended. He immediately has a speech ready to go to fire him. You don't think Crane was tipped off by Major League Baseball what was going on? And maybe another reason why they didn't haven't done really anything this 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 offseason. I wonder just just it's like putting two and two together. Why didn't the the Astros are a team that is believed built to win a World Series? You lose a major piece. You lose Will Smith too. You lose Garrett Cole. You go out and spend. You don't spend it. Why? Why do you think they didn't go out and spend any money? You think that Crane knew all along what was what was going to happen to his club? So it's like we're we're going to be losing a ton of stuff. Why am I going to go out and spend more money? Exactly. I think well, Crane he had to have known because immediately as soon as it came out, like. Luno and, and Hinch have been, have been suspended. Then, what was it, 10 minutes later, we're sitting here and we go to MLB now. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, He's hanging out at the facility. The billionaire owner is hanging out at the facility in a suit you with I, a speech. We're just sitting here talking about, you know, like two hours prior to Ace Cast Live. We're sitting here talking, and all of a sudden, I see the tweet. I'm like, uh, Hinch and Core, or Hinch and Luno were just fired. And you're like, what? So we go to the TV and turn to MLB now, and there's Crane. We we're, we're delayed, and he's like, you know, I want to, you know, I want to take a stand and uh, go one step further. What Major League Baseball did, and we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna let go of Jeffrey Luno and, and AJ Hinch, and it's like, you had to have known something, right? Wait, no, Jim Crane just hangs out. Where, where was it? he was at the stadium, right? I think it was at Minute Maid, yeah. Yeah, so Jim Crane in the off season just hangs out at Minute Maid Park in a suit on a random Monday. I mean, he's the owner. He maybe. I mean, do you think every owner walks around every day in a suit? No. There's only one guy I've ever met in my entire life that walks every time I've seen him anywhere, it doesn't matter where, is on a suit. The great Dan Rusinowski, the sh- voice of the Sharks, always has a suit on. If he's not wearing a suit, he has a tie on. I've never seen Ruse in anything other than a tie and a dress shirt. Larry Bear. I don't think I've ever seen Larry Bear not in, not have a coat on. Yeah, even when we saw him when we saw him at uh, the winter meetings, he had a coat on. Winter meetings, he, had a, he always has a coat even on. Even when I saw him walk, randomly walking down the Embarcadero in San Francisco like four years ago. Had a suit and tie on. Always had. He always had. Yeah, that's um, – yeah, but that just shows you. This thing is not this, – this is an an investigation that's not really a thorough investigation. Even though the commissioner said this is the most thorough investigation of all time, if you were that thorough – I mean, you've got – everybody who was mentioned in the report was fired. So these guys are falling on the sword, but there's a lot of other people that have this dirt on their hands, and baseball's not going to go after them. A lot of people are going to get away, A lot, of, whether it's players, front office people, people who work for the organization. To, 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 once again, to, to do all of this, you needed a lot of people to be involved. By the way, I went back and looked. Longoria's contract he signed at the end of 2012, 10 years with six guaranteed seasons and a hundred million dollars, so he's making about ten million a year. Uh, Longoria right now, his contract will run through with the Giants through twenty twenty three. Uh, twenty eighteen or twenty eighteen, the Rays paid three point five million. There was a bonus in that. They paid two million this past season, and then they pay two, two, and five up till twenty twenty three. Then there's a thirteen million dollar option for the team or a five million dollar buyout for Longoria. He'll be thirty seven in twenty twenty three. That's a team-friendly deal for the Rays when they signed that back in 2012. 
Yeah, but it's now an awful deal for the Giants. Rays don't have to worry about that. They just going to give them that $2 million, and that's it. Also, Cody Ballinger, the MVP, has put a tweet out saying, for the sake of the game, I hope this isn't true. And I think he's alluding to everything, talking about the, the devices and this, the, all that stuff. Because there's not a lot of context. It says, for the sake of the game, I hope this isn't true. If true, there needs to be major consequences to the players. That completely ruins the integrity integrity of the game. So I think he is talking about maybe the buzzers or whatever, whatnot. But I think they can tie in the cheating too. But the twenty the MVP of the National League in 2019 has spoken. So now you now you got we've seen a lot of pitchers come out and say something. This is the first position player I've seen say something about it. So interesting story to follow as we go forward the next couple of days. Yeah, who said this offseason was going to be boring? Remember last year, this offseason? Oh, what, it was what, awful. What were we talking about? What is, Chris, we we were only f- talking football and Warriors. That's what we were doing. I'll never forget what Chris Rose said. We had him on a show somewhere. I don't remember if it was the old station or he told us. I think he might have told us this year on, on AceCast Live. Last offseason, it was every day they come into the studios. Well, he comes in his studio. Yeah, that was on AceCast Live, yeah. He tells us how they had to go, come in every day and figure out a way to spin the Bryce Harper story a different way every day. I don't know how I could I, I don't know if I could do that every single day. Like cuz there's well, nothing people going were worried, on. Well, people were worried about us doing Ace Cast live in the off season like what are you guys going to talk about? Wait, I, I, I I can talk baseball every day. It's I mean there's everything. I mean But we've had so much to talk about. There's been I mean like we really even haven't even delved into Josh Donaldson joining the Twins. That was that's a good move for them. That lineup is going to be scary good for the Twins. Hey, we get to see them on opening day. Can't wait for that. Your guy, J.D., back in the Bay Area. Love it. I asked you like three times on buying or selling, buying or selling. Josh Donaldson will be in Oakland on opening day. Yeah, it, 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 buying now. That that I mean, for real, though, that lineup. If you take, like I said, if you take out C.J. Crone that hit 25 and they lost him, he's with the Tigers, and you add Donaldson's 37 – they're at 319 home runs right now because they didn't lose anyone else. That's incredible. What ball are we? And, and, and here's the other thing. Another investigation that was really vague. The baseball. The baseball. Do we play with the same baseball in the postseason than we did during the regular season? Well, it's hard to tell because there were home runs, there weren't home runs. There were a lot of runs and there weren't runs. I don't I don't know. I didn't know what to think. Were, were the Astros doing something this year because they won on the road, but they couldn't win at home in the playoffs, but they won all those games at home during the regular season. There's a lot of stuff that's going on that we can the, – the baseball, though, are we ever going to get an answer on that? We had somebody on the show. It was one of the writers that lives, like, in North Carolina or South Carolina. Uh, that would be the – Will Leach or someone like that? Well, the only two guys that are, that are from the – like, from there that we've ever had on besides Emo – um, is J.J. Cooper, and then Will Leach lives in Georgia. Yeah, so it was Will Leach. I had just been in New York with the Raiders. And when you go to New York and you're hanging out in Manhattan, you realize that you're in your own little world. Like, you don't recognize the world outside of New York. It's kind of like when you go to Disneyland. When you're in Disneyland, you don't think you're in Anaheim. You're in this world, this Disneyland world. You don't think about, hey, right out, you know, there's – People and cars, and you don't even think and, about that. And Mike Trout's out there somewhere. Yeah, Mike Trout's hanging out. You know, and so I asked him, I said, do you ever get the sense that in the offices there in New York, they don't think about outside of Manhattan? He goes, yeah, I live there. I totally know what you're talking about. And I think that when they 
they're living in New York in their own little world in their own little bubble. They don't think about all of us outside of it. And that's why I think they can do these investigations that are not thorough, that don't give you all the answers. And then at night, they walk out of the committee, they walk out of uh, the, the commissioner's offices and the baseball offices in New York and they go home and they're on their own little world. They don't, uh, do you think they care that we're all still going, what's up with the ball? They've moved on. They gave you a half, a half you know what answer and they moved on. They kind of gave you a weak investigation on all of this and now they're just moving on because they're own they're they're in their own little New York world. I I'm I'm an East Coast guy. I uh, grew up there for pretty much all of my life. I know how people are. That East Coast bias thing that people talk about it's real. That the, the East Coast bias that people say that when they're talking, when you live out here on the West Coast, oh hey, you know, no one ever sees the A's play, no one ever sees the Warriors play, the Sharks, the Giants, Raiders. Well, Raiders not just if they played on Sundays, but the teams they always go. That's an East Coast bias. It's real. I'm, this is someone that lives on. I was not staying up till ten thirty to watch the Sharks play the Penguins. I'm sorry, I went to bed when I was a kid. No, that's just when they dropped the puck. Yeah, the game's not over till one o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah, A's games start at ten oh seven on the East Coast. That's that be, no Do- is, Dodgers th- Dodgers start at 7:30 that means they're not starting until 10:30. Yeah. For me like oh, it's different for me like I'm a baseball dork like you. So I I actually would stay up and watch the A's and Pirates play or the Pirates come to the West Coast. Like I would stay up for that. But I'm um, like the East Coast by like a lot of people say oh you know I don't see Olsen and Chapman play. It's true. They they're not watching. Everyone well, if it's past 10 o'clock, they're going to bed. Or they're doing something or they're watching the Bachelor or this is us or Insert music show here that there's a thousand of them. Mass singer, uh, American Idol, America's Got Talent. God, I, I I can't watch any of those shows. My kids like those shows. I remember you telling Brian Kenny that that you know my DVR is full of all these shows and my, my kids love. It. And then there's MLB Now, and they're like, "What's MLB Now?" <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for the first installment of Townie and the Commander. So we will not be back till next Wednesday because. Usually we'd be on a Monday, but it's a holiday, Martin Luther King Day, right? That's correct. I did want to, I was going to, there was two things I wanted to do before that, but if you want to go, we'll go. But we're not going to be on for the Hall of Fame. The, the Hall of Fame uh, nominees will come out, the guys that are going in, come out on Tuesday. Over under four guys going in this year, not not including the two guys, Marvin Miller and, and Ted, Ted Simmons. Ted Simmons, that's right. Ted Simmons and, and Marvin Miller are going in. So over under Excluding them, over under four guys going into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Is there a lock? Yeah. Oh, it's Jeter. Jeter. So Jeter's going in. You got Larry Walker. I think Larry Walker gets in. And I'll say Kurt Schilling. I think I think it's under four. I'm going to say I think, just, I think just Jeter gets in. No, those guys are trending. They've been trending – if you follow Ryan Thibodeau on Twitter, he does all the tracking for the Hall of Fame. Um, he had it up the other day, and the the way he's like, it looked like he has a like they have a they do a really nice job tracking it. But it looked like the only guy that's going to come close, Jeter's going to get 100 percent of the vote projected. Larry Walker's going to be like 72 or 73 percent, and uh. Schilling will be close, like 70 something, like close to 70 percent. Bonds and Sh- Bonds and Clements climb, but they uh, they don't make it again. So. All right, what's your other thing? Well, uh, the browser closed, but it was going to be the uh, over-unders. We was going to play a game of over-under on win totals, but we can save that for next time. Because uh, we, we talked about a little bit yesterday on AceCast Live, the 
Vegas win totals came up from Caesar, from Caesars, and we saw that I think the A's were at. Have they, have they moved since? Uh... Well, remember we talked about it yesterday that the reason the Astros went from what ninety seven and a half wins to ninety seven after Hinch was fired because they only took up half a win from the manager being fired. It's a big, pretty big deal. That guy makes all the decisions. Hey, a little news also today on a former A friend of the program, Tim Hudson is now the pitching coach for his alma mater, Auburn. I saw that's that's good. I'm I'm glad to see he's getting War the Eagle. You know, who also went to Auburn. Uh, Bo Jackson, Josh Donaldson. That's that's correct. War Eagle. So w- good for Huddy. Tim has already impacted Auburn baseball, Auburn University, and our community enough to last a lifetime. Auburn coach. Butch Thompson said, but amazing people always seem to have more to give, and that couldn't be more true than Tim and Kim Hudson. Good for him. All right, you're going to Mexico? I am. I leave tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Actually, I'm flying to L.A. tomorrow morning, and then I go from L.A. to Mexico. I'll be back on Tuesday, Monday night, Tuesday morning. I can't remember. Are you going to watch Championship Sunday? Uh, I'm going to try to. As a Niner fan, I'm going to try to watch it. Oh, by the way, here, here it is. Uh, 100% for Jeter, projected final vote. Larry Walker, 72.3. Schilling, 67.6. And then Bonds and Clemens are actually going to stay around 60 and 61 to 60%. So, but yes, I will try to watch him. They've actually, Sunday. are they gaining or are they losing? Like It looks like Bonds and Kemp, uh, Bonds and uh, Clemens have gone up a little bit. Yeah, they, they like I said, follow him and his his team. They do a nice job tracking it, and they'll do it for you. Like they show like who gained a new vote, who didn't. There's a lot of they everyone. Everyone submits a ballot. They haven't. They put it up. You'll see some guys only vote for one guy. They'll put like Jeter on there. Some guys will vote for like Jeter and like Omar Vizquel, and that's it. Um, but it's it's different how everyone does it. But it looks like just Jeter, according to this, just Jeter is going to get into the Hall of Fame. And now I, I just think Jeter's going to get in. I said under because I think just Jeter is going to get in before I saw this. I would love to see Larry Walker get in. Expo, great. Rocky, great. The um, pride of Canada. But I don't. I just don't think it happens this year. Are you going to watch Championship Sunday? Of course. Super Bowl prediction. Who is it? I got Niners Titans. I got Niners. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Niners. I'll go Niners Chiefs. Titans in the Super Bowl twenty years later after losing at the one yard line. It's gonna be a good thing. Yeah, I think they but you know what though? I will not be shocked if Aaron Rodgers is lights out. I will not be shocked if Henry runs all over the Chiefs. I mean, I, I don't think any team if the Ravens would have got this far, I think they would have been a lock. But they looked awful. Tennessee shut them down. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm I I I think I I think these road teams could win. I mean the Niners. The Niners are look always look good at home, but that that first game, everyone's like, "Well, this is going to be an easy game." They beat Green Bay the first time. Completely different. You don't beat Aaron Rodgers twice. I mean, you can, but Aaron Rodgers is still pretty good at thirty six years old. All righty, we got new A's unfiltereds up. We got new green and gold history. We have a new David Four show. Soon we'll have Bob Melvin back. And before you know it, we are going to be heading to spring training. Hope you enjoyed. Townie and the Commander, now back to A's cast, powered by TuneIn. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.